0: You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 1063.
1: Cleveland Clinic in Florida is the destination for complex neurological care. From South Florida to the Treasure Coast, the renowned team of neurologists and neurosurgeons, they will take care of it all from advanced epilepsy treatment and stroke recovery to specialized spinal care and brain surgery. The team of experts at Cleveland Clinic in Florida use the latest medical and robotic surgery to get you back to doing what it is that you love. World-class care is in your community through the best neurological care in South Florida. And on the Treasure Coast, Two convenient locations: Martin Cleveland Clinic Martin Health and Cleveland Clinic Indian River Hospital. This gives Treasure Coast residents convenient access to experts in complex neurological care. Schedule yourself an in-person or virtual visit. Do it today at clevelandclinicflorida.org/access. That's clevelandclinicflorida.org/access. Thank you, Cleveland Clinic of Florida. Be visiting them next week.
2: You are? Get
1: me a colonoscopy.
2: Yes. I you, say that
1: like it's you know what I'm saying? Like it's like I'm about I know, to like, get my you, nails done.
2: So, <laughs> I know. I feel like we've just you've just been counting down the days <laughs> until get my, you get yeah, this get done. My
1: colonoscopy.
2: You're like, hey, I need the day off. I've got this going on.
1: You're like, what? Like a colonoscopy? Like, no, you don't need no day off for that. I did say that. You said that I didn't need a day off for that? Uh,
2: yeah, I did say that.
1: I told him I didn't really I didn't really think I needed one. Like but I think I it'll know be you, funnier.
2: I, I you aren't you don't you like under like yeah
1: but i think that's funnier if i come on and i'm all loopy
2: yeah but we just won't know what you're gonna say like, i don't know what i'm gonna say now that's that that's very true that is very true
1: all i'm saying is i'm I'm thinking about still coming in just have the dump button ready
2: okay i will make if, if you decide to do that and that all happens i will have the dump button ready
1: well you know what did happen and you know <laughs> who got the dump button eight dudes did (laughs) in Austin on Saturday night.
2: I've been slacking on my UFC uh, Saturdays. So I missed this weekend, but I mentioned, I'll we'll get into the knockouts, but I know I already mentioned to you before, like what I've been hearing and seeing about like the UFC and what, and something I saw this weekend. I feel like I've been seeing every weekend. And what's that? Judging. I just feel like every time I'm going on Twitter or every time I'm listening to something maybe UFC related, MMA related, there's always something about judging. Okay, so this I, have was a, wrong. I have a they confession. They wrong. Oh, you have a confession?
1: Yep. Tell me. I got a fight coming up.
2: You're <laughs> Who are you yeah. fighting? You're fighting someone? Yeah, I'm fighting. Oh.
1: Is I it got like a fight ex- coming up. Is
2: it like an exhibition? No. It's a fight fight. Like with the UFC? Kind of. Is it you and like Joe or you in D.C.? No. You and Anik? No. What's the fight?
1: I'm fighting the athletic commission.
2: Not with your hands, right? No, with my words.
1: (laughs) I'm fighting them with my words on this exact topic that you're talking about. The judging.
2: And you are just... Like, are you, like, representing, like, a group like yourself? Well, I'm, I'm, like, really, I'm
1: really representing myself, but at the end of the day, I'm representing a whole movement, yeah. a whole, an entire movement. So, like you said, there's been a lot of discrepancies with judging and MMA judging and so on and so forth, and I'm convinced that there won't be anything that anybody can really do about it because no matter how you slice it, there's always going to be bias in a fight.
2: Yeah, so that's where I also am trying to think of, like, everyone's obviously, again, like, if you're rooting for a certain fighter, if you're, you know, you're going to be like, they were wrong because you want someone to, like, you want your person to win or whatnot. So there's always going to be, like, that bias of, well, you know, as a fan of someone, like, if they lose and you're like, the judges got it wrong, like, maybe you probably just really want it to go right. I don't know MMA and judging well enough to, like, know of what's, of like what's being judged if like they are doing something really wrong i've just been what i'm reading and hearing i feel like every single weekend it's something is wrong with judging it
1: is it and is. like Again, this person should
2: have won but
1: well the problem is really like i said you can't remove the bias like that's just you know because you're looking at one thing and depending on your background you might think that a jab is worth more than getting kicked in the face and or vice versa or a take takedown. whatever it is you might think something weighs more than the other. So we can't remove that bias. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that's really not fair is because there is bias. That's all the more reason why they should have open scoring.
2: And explain open scoring against me so I...
1: So so right now, the way it works is that there's three judges, and they score fights based on a 10-point must system. That means that in a round... One fighter get the winning fighter of that round gets ten points, and the losing fighter gets nine or less. Okay, and it's a ten point must system. so
2: so at the end of that round, you have to decide who gets ten and who, and who either gets, nine, gets below nine nine, nine below. or
1: less right
2: okay. Wow, I feel like not but nine and ten are like so close.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always like that yeah. I mean, it's this is you know, but so but they don't tell you what the score is until the fight's over. okay. So you don't know if you're winning unless it's like really one-sided. You don't really know if you're winning unless the fight's over. And this is why you're seeing a lot of all the judges got it wrong because no one knows who's winning until it's over.
2: I know we've said this before, though. Don't, do you think that if someone knows that they're, like again, like anything can happen in a fight. Like you could throw an elbow and someone gets knocked out when there's two seconds left and you could have been losing the entire time and then you win because you knocked someone out. But do you think that some people, if they know the scoring, which again, it's just like in every sport, you know, like, like the hockey game on Saturday, they knew it was 7-0, but they're still not going to stop because there is a, there is a tiny chance that they could get seven goals in three minutes somehow, you know, but do you think that if like open scoring was shown like each round that... That would like change maybe a fighter of like they're knowing that they're losing or they're knowing that they're winning, so they like kind of give up.
1: Well, that's what they think. That's what they're thinking. They're thinking that if you know that you've won two rounds, people go, "Oh, well." If they know they won two rounds, they're just going to coast the last round and not try. Because, well,
2: but then again, they, anything can happen. But
1: yes, but part, technically, they've earned it. <laughs> yeah, like if you sc- like if if the Avalanche scored seven goals on. The, uh, Tampa, the yeah. They earned the right to just chill. Yeah. They stored skevn, they they earned that right. But it's not up to them to dumb themselves down to give the other team a chance. Yeah. That's and that's really what they're asking everybody to do is to we're not going to tell you to score so that you don't feel like you can dumb yourself down to give the other guy a chance.
2: Yeah. And that's not fair. But like as a fighter, I feel like if you're like passionate about that sport, like you should still be You're trying still going Exactly, and that's what
1: and, most guys are going to do anyway. Yeah. But they need to know. So, like, even this weekend, in the main event, it was a very close fight, and it could have went either way, but the guy who lost at the end said, I thought I did enough.
2: Hmm.
1: In his eyes, and he was working. Yeah. He was doing stuff. He said, I thought I did enough. So, in his eyes, he thought he did enough, but the judges didn't see it that way. If he knew...
2: That he, paper, he wasn't doing enough
1: then he would have he could have he could have did he could have tried to do more, mm-hmm. but he thought he was doing enough yeah so to me it's not fair so I am going to the commission and I'm representing an entire movement for the world for the nation I'm putting the world on my back to try to represent and try to sell open scoring to the world
2: so you're going in there to basically say like we should have open scoring yes and do, does, like, anyone get meetings with them? Like, how how? No, so it's, it's
1: the entire... It's the, so every year they do, like, a commission, like, a conference. Okay. And they have classes, and you get licensed to be a referee, a license to be an MMA judge. And I'm actually getting my license to be an MMA judge because I want to take the class. So I'm taking a class. I'm getting my license to be the judge. But then the next day they were like, they asked, they asked if I wanted to speak. And I said, absolutely, because I'm the only person from media... Oh, really? That's going. Like, only person that that's going from the media and in my position, because normally it's just guys that want to be refs. So I'm actually going to speak on behalf of why we should have open scoring. Wow. So I need to get my argument tight. So that's my big fight. So I'm training for this.
2: You should be. This is a big deal.
1: It is a big deal. And because, you've
2: really got a lot of people, like, probably rooting for you.
1: Yeah, I know. So, like, that's why... <laughs> A lot like of there's
2: a lot of pressure. I, I, can't, sorry I, can't go, I
1: can't go out there and be like, "Yeah, man, we need to do open scoring because I said so." Yeah, so I really gotta have my argument pretty tight, but I think I got it down, you know, because I've been doing this a long time. Like I've been doing this since before they had commissions, mm-hmm. and back then when they didn't have commissions, they probably didn't need open scoring because everybody sucked and like people was just getting knocked out left and right.
2: So to be a judge in like the UFC and MMA. How, like, do you just go to these, like, conferences and, like, take these classes and, like, anyone can be a judge? Do you have to have, like, experience in the sport? Like, how does that work?
1: Well, I think you do have to have experience. Like, that's, so, like, that's the big argument, which most people, when they're looking at these fights and the fights aren't being scored properly, everybody in the community saying, these guys don't have experience. These guys don't have experience. Who's the, who are these judges? What have they done? They never fought before. Why who gives them qualified? To, who makes them qualified to be able to judge fights? And that's what everybody thinks. However, I spoke to the guy already, to the head of the commission, Mike Mazzulli. I spoke to him. Mm-hmm. And he said all of our judges have experience. Okay. He said they all have experience. So he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Y'all say we don't have experience. All of them have experience. These guys own schools. These guys do this do that. So I'm going to go and check it out. And they're willing to listen to my argument about open scorn.
2: Are you trying to have like a uh like have a job like in every position at the UFC? I am.
1: I want I want to be able to do everything.
2: I see I see that.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like I really can show up to the UFC and do anything they want me
2: to do. You really can though. Like <laughs> you've fought, uh-huh. you've cornered, you uh-huh. are the coaching analyst. Have have you done like? Have you been like? I've, the analy- prom-
1: I've promoted. I promoted the very first show that was in Fort Pierce. Yes, it was called "The Eye of the Storm." It was back in like two thousand.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> then you're gonna be a judge, maybe.
1: Yeah, and I'm. A, but I mean, I'm probably never ever going to judge. But I want to take the class so that I can say because I always feel I feel like. It, know, only help, it only helps you. It helps like... me, but it, it also it puts me in a position where I can then criticize. Mm-hmm. Because it's not fair for me to be criticizing judges now. It's almost like criticizing the president if I don't vote. Yeah. So the fact that I'm taking a class and can be certified to be a judge, it puts me in a position to where then now I can criticize and say, hey, y'all got this wrong.
2: Yeah. And then, too, maybe you can help be that person that when all of MMA Twitter is just angry you can be that person that's like no like they actually got it right
1: right so but but again or because that, of the bias like i don't it's going to be it's very difficult to say whether they got it right or they got it wrong but either way during the fight the fighters should know how it's going whether it's right or wrong they should know they should be privy to that information of whether they're winning or losing the mm-hmm. and all the more reason because of the bias And because it's subjective, that's why they should know.
2: As a fighter, again, like that guy said, I thought I did enough. I feel like you would know, though, like, just, again, I don't know all about judging, but I feel like you would know, like, if if you won or not.
1: Well, here's, this is what I'm talking about. I thought he did enough, too. Hmm. I thought he did enough, too. He lost a split decision, which means... One judge thought he did enough as well. Two judges didn't think he did enough. One judge thought he did. I thought he did as well. I have friends who thought he didn't do enough. I have other friends who thought he didn't. But the reality is it comes down to those three guys. And the fact that the fighters don't know, it kills them.
2: Mm. Hey, I'm all for it. I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother me in any way. But And then, too, it might make it better where again like if you've got one who won the first round one who won the second and we're getting to that third round like
1: well yeah like the the brawl so and that's what the the fans are like oh we like to be surprised well (laughs) i don't want to be surprised i'm the one out there doing it yeah but the react but you will be like if it is a two round a three round fight and one round goes to one guy the other round goes the other guy then you still everybody's still gonna be surprised like if they've split rounds you won one i won the other then you'll be surprised but if i won two and I feel like I'm in a position to coast. I should be able to do that. I shouldn't have to dumb myself down so that you can try to win.
2: And you and you you find out in the end, anyways. It's not like you never find out. Yeah, like for sure. Like you find out in the end, anyways, who won what round. You just don't know in the moment.
1: Right. But I tell you what, they didn't need a lot. They didn't. They barely needed the judges on Saturday.
2: Oh man, you said eight knockouts.
1: Eight knockouts.
2: That's crazy.
1: Eight. Not is that like
2: the most ever in like a, a fight I card? Think, I
1: think it's a tie for the most. Wow. I think it was a tie for the most. And it's crazy because, you know, the weekend before uh, UFC 275, they were talking about, oh, is this the card of, you know, the, ye- the century, the Singapore card. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the card, or not the century, but the card of the year. And it was a great card. Let's not get that twisted. But Houston was, like, or Austin was like, hold my beer. Yeah. Watch this. Watch this. And it started right out the gate. Very first, very first fight of the night, a kid from Philly, Chris Dawkins. gets kneed in the face.
2: Oh, wait, he's got a brother, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: His, actually, it was his brother's Chris Dawkins. His name is Kyle Dawkins. Okay. He gets kneed in the face. Ooh. And when I tell you, it sounded like somebody hit a baseball bat on a watermelon. Mm. And they kept replaying it.
2: No, I hate that.
1: And you could hear the sound over, I mean.
2: That's like the arm it was, break, I think It couldn't. was so
1: bad, he got kneed in the face, and he held his, he fell down holding his face. No. It was so bad. Like, it was. Like, heard,
2: no stopping himself from falling, like, just fell flat on his face? Well, he felt like,
1: he fell slow, so, like, he still had his legs under him, but it, it, he fell from, like, just sheer pain. Oh, like, like, he felt like he felt his face being concaved in. Ugh. And you could hear it. It said.
2: Ugh. For sure it, broken nose.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Because I saw them at the airport the next day. And they, I was like, they're letting him fly. And it was like, yeah. But he said, yeah, he, um, he's got a broken orbital, a broken nose, Ugh. and something else was broken. I was just like. And like, they said, like, you, I didn't even want to look at it. But they said, like, if you see his face, like, you could see his face caved in. No. From that knee. But you could hear it. And then when you heard it, it was, like, so disturbing.
2: Have you ever, like, thrown up or anything from, like, an injury that you've, like, been around? Like, heard?
1: No. Like, no.
2: about, like, Weidman's arm break. Like, that was.
1: Or when his leg broke or his arm?
2: Oh, sorry, his leg. Yeah. <sighs> that replay, I, I almost puked.
1: Yeah. Like, for, for whatever reason, I have, like, this response. Like, this, it's like a sensor. And when I see it, I can see it happening. And then when I, once I see it happening before it finishes, I turn. I'm able to turn my eyes. Ugh. like I can, like that's how it is for me. Like I see it breaking, and I just turn my head real fast because I know it. I know it's about to happen. Ugh. and you're right with that. that whole, I was there for that. One, I and know. Thing. And I remember he threw that first kick. It was against Uriah Hall, and he kicked him, and his leg just snapped in half. I talked to a doctor once about that. and He was like, "Yo, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often."
2: I remember watching that at home and the replay played so many times. I almost turned the TV off. I just walked out of the room. I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. It's disgusting.
1: I know. So like those are the, those are the moments where I, I do have like that, ugh, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have
1: those moments. But then, but then there are other moments where I'm like, it's such a beautiful art. Yeah. Like watching. So another fight that happened. It's a guy I work with. I work with him right up here at Gamblers in uh in Palm Beach Gardens, uh Phil Halls, and um he's from New York, but he trains down here down in uh De- in Deerfield. But I work with him up here, but um he beat up this guy so bad, so bad, and it was so beautiful to watch. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know I don't know how I'm able to have that switch where sometimes I'm like ew what's going on here, and then other times I'm just like. Oh was such a thing of beauty.
2: Well, I think that's you being a fighter and like you know that, like you know what he's doing and the moves he's making that you're like this is beautiful.
1: Like the skill was so high level. It was like watching yeah. a it was like watching a, a Russian ballet. Like the like his like, yeah, like his movements were so beautiful as he's like cutting this guy in his in the face with elbows.
2: And I wouldn't understand that because I don't know like fighting and MMA and all that and jiu-jitsu and things. So, I think that's you being, like, inexperienced in that. Like, you can see, like, oh, my gosh, this was a beautiful fight for him.
1: Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. that, And the guy he was fighting was actually Daniel Cormier's protege.
2: Oh, man.
1: Yeah. So, like, so Daniel, Did
2: you rub it in DC's face? No,
1: no, no, no. And that's what happened after the fight. Like, the, those two got into it inside the octagon. Who? Phil Halls and Daniel Cormier. Oh. They got into it. Cause oh. like, And it was kind of Phil Halls' fault. He was, like he was because he kind of took it personally that because I think he he was offended by the fact that Daniel Cormier was friends with this guy. Like Mm. it was like his little brother. Like he coaches Daniel Cormier's wrestling club and he's like, they came up together wrestling. So like they're really tight. And the fact that um, Phil Halls beat him he was like, they got into it. they started like arguing inside the, inside the octagon. I was like, Oh no. And like, they're both my friends. So I'm like, Oh no, what do I do here? Yeah. But um eventually they, they squashed it but I mean when when you talk about a thing of beauty like for whatever reason like seeing a man get elbowed in the face
2: <laughs> and, I and do yeah, and, not and find that down. beautiful. Like
1: I find that I find that incredibly sexy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> ladies, listen if you're listening. Yes. This is ladies
1: like- if, if you ladies if you want to turn me on. <laughs> elbow me in the face. <laughs> I felt I've elbowed I remember I fought, I fought a guy in in Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh. And I was elbowing this guy in the head so bad that, like, my elbows were bruised in the pro. Like, I was like, I was like, like, God.
2: (laughs) Elbows hurt.
1: And they hurt. But as I was doing it, I I was tasting his blood. Like, his blood was flying into my mouth. Ew. I think that's how COVID started.
2: (laughs) Is that how I think that's
1: how I got (laughs) monkeypox.
2: You do not have (laughs) monkeypox. We don't know that for sure. It went away.
1: It did go away. So I don't have monkeypox. Yeah. Thank God I don't have monkeypox. I really, I'll tell you the truth. For whatever reason, I really thought I got monkeypox at that that hotel in Bristol.
2: Well, probably because there was some like n- media of that monkeypox were here in Florida and every like other places, so you probably thought you had it. Well, but thank goodness you don't.
1: Well, I don't have monkeypox. That's good. Tina, you had a wild weekend.
2: I did. I well, I had a wild day.
1: We'll talk yesterday. about that. We'll talk about that on the other side. Promise? Promise. All right. This is ESPN 1063, Josh Cohen and the Home Team. I'm Dean Thomas. That's Tina.
0: You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 1063. Palm Beach County's
1: premier college football event is back. The date has been announced. The 2022RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl will take place December 20th from FAU Stadium. Mark it in your calendars. Don't forget, it's one of the biggest events that happens, biggest sporting events that happens here in Palm Beach County. Two of the best teams from Conference USA will battle it out. More information is only a quick away, a click away Quick away. <laughs> More information is only a click away at roofclaimboca That's roofclaimboca raton Bowl.com. on Twitter at Boca Bowl and Facebook.com slash Boca Bowl. Facebook.com slash Boca Bowl. The 2022 roofclaim.com Boca Raton bowl, December 20th at FAU Stadium. Marketing your calendars. Get ready.
2: Get ready. I can't wait. I love the Boca Bowl. It's
1: one of the best times around here, isn't it?
2: It is.
1: I see how much fun you guys have. I'm a little envious, but not envious enough to join in.
2: Like at the Boca Bowl? Or yeah. you, oh.
1: To join in. Like on all the festivities. Like it's an event that, you know, you guys are like working and planning and having fun and, and go over there. And,
2: oh, yeah. Like that. one year I had to be there at 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m., for the 18 wheeler Coca Cola truck to come with Santa Claus and, and like his setup. And I was pumped for that. Like, I love that. But I'm also like, I love events and setting up. And that, that is just the Boca Bowl is one of my favorite events that we put on. And just a whole day of, I don't know, I just love it. A whole day of just football activities. And there's just so much going on.
1: So, you wanna know what my favorite Boca Bowl moment is? What's that? is when uh, FAU was in there and we did the show live from uh, the convention center and it was during the luncheon for the the players Mm -hmm. and I remember I had to go to the bathroom (laughs) and the players were already sitting down about to eat and I had to go to the bathroom and the bathroom was kind of far so I'm walking to the bathroom and on the couch laying it was like a random couch in the hallway Mm -hmm. and laying on the couch in the hallway was Lane Kiffin No. On his phone texting somebody.
2: (laughs) I could see it.
1: <laughs> he was just laying there, like everybody was all off in the cut, like doing thing. Lane Kiffin was just laying on the couch,
2: Lane, texting. Lane Kiffin could literally do anything he wants. Like yeah. he, they don't stop him. Like he literally can do anything he wants. I'm he so, was he was fun when he was around with that yeah.
1: I was thinking, I was like, Dude, your team is over there, <laughs> and you over here texting.
2: Shouldn't you be eating?
1: Yeah, shouldn't you be eating with the team? He was on the, yeah. on the couch. With his, I mean, not sitting on the couch. He was laying. Like feet up. His feet were up on the couch and he was laying back with the phone in his face texting like a teenager. I love that. Yeah, I was
2: like. He he could literally do anything he wanted.
1: Yeah, that was him. So, speaking of doing anything you wanted, beach chairs. Oh. What is your issue with beach chairs?
2: So, yesterday, me and one of our teammates here, Courtney, who's been on the show before, We had the day off yesterday and we, again, I mentioned earlier today, like, I don't take advantage of the beach. She even's like, you want to go by my pool? And I'm like, no, I want to go to the beach. I love the beach and I don't go anymore. And so I, on Sunday night, wanted to, after I did stuff for Father's Day, I really wanted to go find a beach chair because I just didn't want to sit, like, usually lay on my towel. Like, I want to just sit in a chair. And I went multiple I looked online and then went to a few, you know, supermarkets. Beach chairs now are so expensive. I just I remember like my mom used to get us like $10 ones from the store. And it's just a simple little low chair that I don't even need a cup holder. I don't need like it. up. So are they
1: like the foldable ones just so, with so, the little not, like nylon?
2: Not yes. Not like a camping chair. Right. That like, or like a sporting event chair that you take to like the field. Like yeah. this is like a low, like you're basically touching the ground, the sand, low, small chair that, you know, you, again, it's, it's so tiny and it's like just uh, like poles and a little backing and a little seat. Like it's nothing. I don't even need the cup holder. I don't need it to be like a backpack chair that they have now. None of that. A simple chair, $50 for a, cha- a beach chair. And again, like th- those beach chairs aren't going to last forever. Well, I could not believe how expensive they were.
1: This is a good cause. What do you mean? You know who makes those chairs, right?
2: No, there's so many different kinds now. Well,
1: they, the owners of Live make those chairs oh, t- so that they can pay the <laughs> golfers to come over there. <laughs> and- <laughs> so
2: if I bought it, I would be giving that to Brooks Kepka. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, so I'm not sure why beach chairs would have be so expensive.
2: Well, like, now they're, there, like there's a
1: supply and demand, right?
2: I have no idea. And like TikTok now too, like there's this one chair that's like viral where like your face just fits right into it like when you lay on your stomach, like your face just there's a hole for your like a cutout for your face so you don't have to like you know how okay, you know when you lay down on like a beach chair, it's kind of uncomfortable. You right. got to lay on the side, oh, Okay, lay yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. like this has literally a hole for your face to just sink your face in and you could literally like look down below and, look at and the sand. yeah, and it's shaded so if you want to put like your phone down there and oh, like for real? Text, Yes, but that chair, I didn't even look how much that was. That's probably like a $100 chair. You
1: can make a chair like that, though. Just get a regular beach chair and cut a hole in it.
2: Yeah, but this one's probably a little more comfier. But I i just, again, wanted a simple chair. I don't go to the beach a lot, so I want two more, but I don't go enough. You can't afford it now. I, I know. I'm like, I don't go enough to spend money on a $55 beach chair that again, like they didn't even have like simple ones anymore. Like I had to get, I would have had to get the one with the cup holder. That's a backpack or that has like a little portable cooler in it. I don't know. But I was mind blown how expensive beach chairs are now. And if anyone knows where there is a cheaper beach chair, I would appreciate knowing where I could buy. one. Yeah,
1: If you know where to get some cheap beach chairs.
2: Yeah. I just want to please call beach in chair. and let us know. 888 We probably can't promote, like, where to go buy them, but, like, DM me or something. 888-7- <laughs> 888-760-3776. 760
1: Fi- 3776 Hook it up. We need some beach chairs.
2: I know. But-, but you should
1: probably, you should be earthing anyway. What? I should be what? Earthing. What do you mean? Like, getting in contact with the earth anyway. You should be laying in the sand.
2: I did lay in the sand. I, that's what I had to do. I, I wasn't spending $50 on a chair, so I brought. but Courtney had a nice cute little chair, so she got to sit in a chair, and her back didn't get sunburned, and my back is very sunburned now, and so I did lay on the earth. I laid on the sand, but a chair is a little bit more comfy, and like too light. You can sit up. You can like read a book. You can uh, anything. Eat easier. I don't know, but I just I couldn't believe how expensive beach chairs are now.
1: You know, I've never been sunburned before. I'm jealous. I've never been sunburned before. Everybody always goes, you know, and I, you know, I tell them, hey, listen, you know, brothers don't get sunburned like that. And I tell them it's, it's impossible if we don't get sunburned. And everybody likes to argue with me, but I'm telling you from experience, I've never been sunburned before. So I don't know what everybody's talking about. I, so I don't know what that sensation even feels like to be sunburned. So I don't, they say it feels like, what's it feel like? Does it feel like you're being like burned by a lighter or like you stuck your hand on a hot stove i have absolutely no idea what it feels like to be sunburned kind of weird to me i don't even understand what that means tina who's on who's on the who's on the phone tina we got we got a caller i think somebody's calling in with um
2: yes information i, about so, a I chair. had i had someone call in and give me a place to get a chair. So I'm going to check out that place and then we do have Ernesto in Boynton Beach on holds if you would like to take him. I love Ernesto's energy. I don't think you've met Ernesto yet and I totally think you should bring him on. Bring
1: Ernesto, what you got, baby.
3: Good evening, Dean Thomas. Man, First time up? speaking with you. Hello Tina. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, hello, hello. I'm um, Tina. I got places Hi, for Ernesto. you. I have Walmart. You got what type of? But what type of you want? You want reclining? You want the ones with that's just simple to take. I mean, you have to, there's so many options that you, you, you're, not, you're not saying anything. You're being too big. Which ones do you want? Easy transport, pick up and go. You want the ones that lounge back. You want the ones that do the legs. Also, be specific. What are you looking for?
2: Okay, so I have a small car, so not too big of a chair. I don't need like a thing for my legs or anything. I just need a simple, small, foldable chair that I can fit in my car that I can carry and just lay it on the beach. It has to be nothing nothing fancy, just nothing a simple
3: fancy. chair. Well, they have it in Walmart. It's not even fancy. It even has a cup holder. And it's just for your back and your, just to rest and, and sunbathe. And that's it. It even has a cup holder. It's in, it's in, it's in, it's in a Walmart. It's like maybe 20, 25 bucks.
1: I'll have to go look. Yeah, you got to go look at that. Ernesto, do you sell these out of your trunk? I mean, you know so much. How do you know so much about beach chairs? Uh,
3: I just got into the game now because I'm really from the north. I'm a I'm a northeast guy. Oh, I, so I just you, got here to Florida. And yeah, so I'm just getting into the you game, game now, buddy. Yeah, you out here hustling? I'm yeah, not. I'm not hustling. I, I'm semi retired. I'm just this is this is just my semi retirement. This is what I'm doing. He's doing taking advantage the of comes. the
2: beach though here because he lives here and. Again, I don't take advantage of it enough, and like Ernesto's going to take advantage. He's getting you have been beach. here for
3: long, dude. Yo, I've never been here. I, I just <laughs> got here. Now, now I'm getting to soak into the, in the rays and enjoy your 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 tropical rays and still be in the states. I love this. Well, we're taking ap-
1: advantage of it. Well, Ernesto, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate the call. Thanks for calling, my man. Cool. So we got. So now we know where we can get some beach chairs.
2: I'll courtesy. take a look. I got a few spots
1: of my man Ernesto.
2: Yes, and Mitch. Mitch gave us a uh, me a place to. Oh, also he gave check you a out. place. He gave me shout a place. out
1: to Mitch. Shout out to Ernesto. Thanks for calling. One more segment when we come back, we're gonna wrap it up for you guys. This is Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina.
0: You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 1063. Thanks again for joining us
1: on this Christina Takeover on this Twin Peaks Tuesday. I used to go to Twin Peaks and uh watch all the fights. Drink lemon water (laughs) with a little extra sugar. Yes. But it's nothing like you.
2: What do you mean? I don't drink lemon water all the time. I know you don't. You don't drink lemon water at all. I actually love lemon water. Every time I get a water, I order it with a lemon so I can squeeze No, that's No,
1: that's not water. That's tequila. It's not. Because I heard about you. You're living foul. (laughs) I heard all about you. You probably just heard Courtney, about. No, no, no. Courtney told
2: me all about it. Yeah, we had we had a day yesterday, and
1: I think I think you need to share
2: that. We took advantage of our day off. It's it's you know, last week was a little crazy of a work week, and we we took advantage of a day off, and we we had some drinks. We went to the beach, enjoyed the outdoors and the beautiful weather, and sipped on some seltzers, and then we went to lunch, had some drinks there. We tried to do this boat ride and then it didn't happen, but we had some drinks waiting there. And then one thing I tried, I, I tried a new drink yesterday. What'd you try? I tried, uh, espresso martini and usually they're made with vodka, but they made this with tequila instead. And I've had like, I've had coffee tequila and I don't, I don't really like that. And I, I love coffee and I obviously love tequila, but mixed together, I'm not a fan.
1: Does it, does it even mix? Is it like oil and water? Like, how does that work?
2: I have no idea. I tried it at one spot and it ruined, they ruined it for me. The one spot I tried this like, and they were like supposedly known for their coffee tequila. And I was like, just not my thing. Wasn't my thing. And I was not, I'm not interested to try it again. So I tried an espresso martini yesterday and it had tequila in it. And every time I took a sip of this, I was like, whew. And I didn't know if it was like the tequila or the espresso just hitting, getting, I don't know. I was just like, "Whew!" it like made me just like feel so good and like perked up. And I just, it it was, it was delicious. It was my last drink of the day, of the night. And it was perfect drink to end with.
1: And you had quite a bit of drinks.
2: A handful yes we did a handful i was a very responsible yesterday because i knew i had to work today i did a 515 workout this morning and i had a, I'm, I'm doing a weekly challenge where i work out and i had to complete that challenge today because basically i had to be a twin with someone and my twin that i was a twin with wanted to go this morning and i'm like well i better be oh, they
1: make you do that like if the twin wants to go in the morning like you gotta like yo we twins but we ain't gotta be stuck at the hip No,
2: so ain't got beside me. There's well, no. This week's challenge is you either had to do this like certain Steve Aoki jump, or you be like you dress alike with someone you work out with. So this girl that I work out with, who was a coach at one point, I'm like super close with her. We actually look like we have like blonde hair, like longer blonde hair, like we're tiny. So I was like, hey Delaney, we be my twin. And we made like a simple outfit. And so she texted me yesterday um, because she doesn't always go at 5 a.m. She's like, I'm gonna do the 515 tomorrow if you wanna be twins. And I'm like, all right, looks like I'm working out tomorrow. So I was responsible yesterday. I ate before I went to the beach. I had a protein shake. I had snacks at the beach. I we went to lunch and I had a delicious black and Mahi sandwich that I love. We again like I made sure I was good, good. So I could have a handful of drinks and I was perfectly fine. I woke up this morning feeling great, worked out. I'm just really sunburned. That's really all that yesterday, like had great amount to drink and great food and great day. Sound like and you off. had a great day. I had an all around amazing day off and I just got really sunburned. That's really the only thing that was like the bad part about yesterday. So that's
1: how you celebrate your Juneteenth?
2: That's not how I celebrate it, but I, that was my day <laughs> off. Oh, that's what I did. And Juneteenth is also on Father's Day. That is true. It wasn't yesterday. I know, and like I got cheated.
1: Like I got cheated on Father's Day.
2: Which kind of is weird to me because I feel like you can move those, like you can't move Juneteenth around, but you can move around like Father's Day. Father's like day. why didn't they make it like this Sunday?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they didn't switch it up so we can have, you know, my as a father I can have my own day. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get my own day.
2: Yeah. But I
1: didn't even do nothing.
2: I know, but you didn't do anything for Father's Day?
1: I didn't do nothing for Father's Day.
2: Oh, you were traveling back.
1: I was, Yeah, that's well. I was traveling back. And then when I get back, you know, you know how I am when I get back. I just don't want to do nothing. Yeah. I just sit in and just do nothing.
2: Yeah. So I, me and, and Courtney, our teammate here, really enjoyed our day off. Um, and now, too, if I have another day off, I've got some options to find a beach chair. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to lay on the sand. And, yeah, it was a great day. And I'm totally going back for another um, espresso martini with tequila.
1: You know what my drink was when I used to drink? What? white russians what are those i don't know but i used to drink white russians with white russians and it was perfect for
2: me. <laughs> sounds perfect for you
1: <laughs> i used to love it and and long island iced teas oh because those I, one of them and i'll be done
2: oh yeah i feel like that's for a lot of them a lot of them,
1: speaking drinks. of done we are out of here it's been fun today was the twin peaks tuesday see y'all tomorrow